Fire, fury, power. My name is Legend. Welcome to Fuel Your Drive. Do you know my name? All right, welcome to Fuel Your Drive, guys. I'm Josh York, and I want to start off by saying this journey of this individual who is is on our our guest today is is just. It's just insane. I have to tell you, like when I was reading up on this guest, I'm not going to lie. I got actually a little emotional. So I was thinking about my children and and really how horrible it is what 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 happened here and what our guests went through. But I want to tell you, he was given away at a young age to a foster family who beat, tortured, abused him. He was eventually adopted and raised into an amazing family. And through all these challenges and setbacks, he ended up making it to the National Football League, the NFL. So if you got excuses. I don't want to hear him. Then he was also a star in American Ninja Warrior. I actually watched it. Awesome. Like, awesome, awesome. And unfortunately, his NFL career ended with an injury, which led him to a lot of depression. But he would find his way. I knew he would find his way. Like, I just knew it as I was, like, learning more about this individual. He runs a very successful business now. He's a wonderful human being. And I want to introduce you to my new friend, Anthony Trucks. Anthony, welcome so much to Fuel Your Drive. Hey, thank you, man. Uh, it's I'm I'm happy to be here, man. There's a lot of people that I, I admire in the world of what we do, and I do see your stuff out there. I do know a little bit of the story, man. I like the concept of the gym guys thing, dude. That's uh, I love that. I love the mentality of creating something from nothing. That that it, it tickles my my soul in a good way. I appreciate that very much. Yes, yeah, not 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 easy to create a new category, and not not easy to create something from nothing. But we've done it, and uh, we've done a great job at it. So I appreciate those words. Thank but um, you yeah, know, look, cool. so. Mutual. Thank you. Thank you. So, look, I, I want to kind of start from the beginning here, because the way I'm looking at getting this out to, to my listeners is, is more around. You can do anything, no matter your circumstances, you could turn things around. You could be in the bottom, bottom pit of the darkest hole you've ever seen in your life, but you could turn it around. And you are literally you are the person who is who, who, who has done that. And it's made you stronger. It's made you a better human. It's made you a better parent, a better husband, just all around. And, and I'd love to just start getting into some of this story so people can hear it because excuses, excuses will never equal success. And um, yeah. I, and first, you know, I said something off the air that I want to just share right now. I literally told Anthony how proud I am of him. And, you know, I, I don't know him very well yet. We just kind of connected and became friends. We've known of each other, but how proud I am of him. What a special guy this guy is because he's he's been through a lot and he's made it out on the other side. And, and in my book, he's a superstar. So so th- thank you again, Anthony, for really blessing us and coming on, on, on the podcast today. But let's start off a little bit yeah, sharing sharing your journey and story. Let's do it, man. So uh, we'll go back in the time, they call it, right? So uh, like he, a lot of you said, you said earlier, but I think there's parts of it that people need to probably connect to because they'll, they'll feel like I'm not this special, you know, alien being because I'm really just a regular dude. I just have an irregular desire to do cool things. And so I was given away at three and I, I did endure like five different houses and some really crazy things. And then I landed in the family. It's my current family. Weird part is only black kid, all white family, all white school, this the very all white community. So I didn't have this sense of this is who I am. Identity was always this thing I didn't really have a grasp on, which is why it's a heavy part of my work now. And uh, progressed through to, to try my hand at something new. When I finally got adopted at 14, I tried football. Most people, you know, they grew up playing it. I couldn't play till I was 14. So I started and it was horrible. And we can all attest to a moment in time. We tried something new. 
we're met with the reality that we sucked at it. And we did one of two things. We leaned in or we leaned out. I leaned out at the time. Some moments took place where my adoptive mom got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I was kind of like, you know, falling away to be a statistic of foster kids, which people don't know this usually, but 75% of prison inmates in America are former foster kids. Like it's just, it's crazy. Half our homeless population, less than 1% of us graduate college. So I'm not set up to do well. And I'm going on this wayside. And this girl said this thing that kind of sparked my mind of like, I don't want to be a statistic. And I woke up and was like, I got to find a way to get out of this hole. So I fought to find out how to be great at football, even though it hurt. And I figured it out, man. And that, that mentality is the thing that's carried me through the majority of my life. And I didn't realize it till way later, but just the ability to do hard things. And that's a big key. And so from there, I applied that to, my life in football applied it to everything else. Got a college scholarship. I had a kid at 20 years old. Met my real dad at 20 years old. Started my true sophomore year in college, University of Oregon. Got a chance to go eventually play in the NFL. Lost my career. Came home. Had a couple more kids. Married my high school sweetheart. We fell apart. Had a, like a really crazy just life unfolded. Divorced. Multiple. You know, got these three kids. Business isn't doing very well. I was suicidal at one point, and uh, my mom passed away about three years after this, it all kind of unfolded. And I was living like in a 500 square foot studio apartment in like 20, I might've been like 2011, dude. Like just this is after the NFL, I'm living in this, this horrible place. And my mom passed away and I made this really distinct promise, two of them. I had a little private time with her. I made two promises. One, I was like, my mom's body, MS, was not allowing her to live her life, but I could live mine and I wasn't to the fullest. So I said, mama, fix my life. What you've done for me, I can't let this be something that just was for nothing. And then two, when I do, I'm going to find a way to give it back. At the time, all I knew was fitness. I owned a gym called Trucks Training. My degrees in kinesiology, that was my world. And as I started diving more into to developing myself and fixing my life, I started finding there was more ways I could help people's lives. And people found out about my personal story, became motivational. I was like, what if I share what in the world I did? And that took me to some crazy, weird heights, doing weird stuff, man. So now I have colleagues and friends that are some of the best quite literally in the entire world or what they do. I get to go on television. I remarried my ex-wife after three years divorce. And so my life now, man, it's about uh, why it's up. It was making shift happen. That's it. How do you make that, that moment? Cause it really, it's, it's a matter of accomplishing something that makes you want to explode with positive emotion. That's, that's what I mean. Like by that, you get up in the morning and go, Holy crap, I just got that done. That's what I want to live in my life. And that's what I want to help other people do too. Love it. I love it. You know, something I've never shared on the air ever in my life. I've actually never disclosed this. My mom also has multiple sclerosis. So, um, so, so I, I could, I could, I could relate to that. And, um, you know, so Anthony, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to say what you're saying, right? The problem is yeah. when someone's in such a dark place, like what were some of the steps you've actually taken to be able to change that, because look, look, I don't know if you listen to my stuff, but I always talk about mindset. Like I believe everything's 80 percent mindset, 20 percent tactical. Like people people don't understand how powerful your mind is. But like how like what were the steps you actually took to get out of these dark places? And, yeah. you know, especially the trauma as like a kid going through a lot of that stuff, like kind of walk us through that, because I think people hear this all the time, but they don't know actually the action items that are necessary to take to get out of it. Yeah. Let me frame this real quick. Cause this is actually what I teach, to be honest. When I, when I talk about the things of making shift happen, it's not because you're already doing great. It's supposed to because you're not right. So it's like, how do I get to that next level? Or you're in a place where you want to be higher. And what I found is my work and identity shows up in three areas. One is going to be like the, we'll call it the thoughts, right? The, the mind we'll call it. Then there's the brain, 
is the body, the actions you take at the thought level. It's like, who are you at a thought? This is who I am. If I was explaining to you, right. That's just, I'm Anthony. I can explain things from thoughts. The part that's part of the brain is like the actual neurons and you can rewire that, right. Your focus, determination, whatever it may be. Then we come to the point, which is really where we show up in actions. And we have this thing. It's called this. uh, It shows up in what I call capacity, human capacity. The definition of that is a person's mental and physical ability to produce, perform, and operate. Can I produce, can I perform, and can I operate? What you're leading to is actually 100% correct. If I have what's called low capacity, I have a low idea, which means my mind, my thoughts are low. I don't have a good mindset. My brain isn't wired. I, I get distracted quickly. I'm out of the, I get frustrated quickly. I can't control myself. And so the steps I took were what I teach. And essentially I had to see, which is the first part. I got to take a look at what in the world's going on. And most people don't want to see. Most people don't like looking at themselves and going, you suck. I was a one blessing football. That's what you do all day. You go to a play, you have a game, they take you to a room. I don't care how good you played. They find everything you did wrong to get better. And when you get accustomed to that, it's like, ah, oh, I, I'm not bad. That was just a bad thing I did. But most people's ego is so deathly afraid of getting that poke that they never look at themselves. They never do the right work. They do some work, but not the right work. So I was like, here's who I am. I sucked as a dad. I sucked as a husband. I wasn't a good business owner. I was out of shape. I, was, I wasn't congruent with any kind of greatness. That was the first thing I saw and it hurt. Then I go, okay, I got to shift some things, man. I got to, something's got to change. And these were the shifts, right? It was a shift going back to what the mentality was, the football player, how I thought about myself it was a shift to what I, what I was going to do distraction wise, tactically to adjust my, my rewiring of my brain, we'll call it. And the third part was what are the actions I got to do? And typically, and I, not even typically, it's going to be uncomfortable stuff. It's going to be uncomfortable action you got to take. I don't care how you frame it, whatever. I can make it sound great. It's going to be stuff that you're going to look at and go, my stomach is spinning thinking of doing this, making the ass, going out there and reaching out, doing the work that people are going to be like, what are you doing? That's not who you are. And it feels like awkward. And so I had to do that stuff. I went and had conversations with people. I didn't want to have conversations with, did stuff that was out of character, but in a good way. And the more I did that, the more I started kind of adjusting. And then I had to do what's called sustaining this. The more you can sustain those actions, we can do it one time have great success. But if it's not something that's done repeatedly, it doesn't become who you are. Therefore, at an identity level, you don't think this is who I am, or your brain doesn't fire consistently, or you don't expand the capacity. You don't improve the ability to produce, perform, or operate. And so for me, in weird ways, I did that back then. It was like 2016. And fast forward 10 months, my life started changing and everything worked out. And so when people go, how do I do it? You got to step in and go, hey, let me take a measure of my current capacity. How am I producing? When I'm in low performance, like I don't have like a low capacity, I will feel like everything is a drag. I don't feel like I'm confident. I got low self-esteem. I get frustrated quick. I got the imposter syndrome. Like everything is just bottomed out. And then when you start looking at how do I frame and adjust that, it's essentially saying, well, how do I take the actions that allow me to expand the capacity I have to have a higher capacity? And that ties into your mindset stuff, man. There's, there's this loop we have. It's like this action emotion loop. And, and when it comes down to the grid of everything I'm saying, it shows up in the ability for you to take an action that's unconfident, that fuels and informs a different emotion. Because everything that we have emotionally, it comes from actions, man. If I walked in, in a room and punch you in the face, you don't feel love. I come give you a handshake and a hug. You feel love. It's an action that created the emotion. And most of us were waiting for the emotion to take the action. I'm waiting to feel confident to do it. Wait, it's like, I got it to go. No, it, you just take the action. I'm confident. And it creates a different emotion. I did it. Oh, I don't know. I could do that. Well, I, that was, Ooh, okay. Maybe I can. And then I get a different emotion, which creates a bolder action. And the loop goes upwards. 
most people, they can't frame their mind enough to have that mindset, even for a split second, step out and go, let me do this, even though I do not feel comfortable, feel like it's me, it's out of my character, let me do it. But the feedback you get from doing it creates the emotion you're seeking. Dude, that was so powerful, man. That, that is so spot on. So I want to segue into the next thing, because I talk about this all the time, too. And I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, I use my workout as kind of like the anchor for me, like, oh yeah, to, you know, to be able to, like, get through anything, right? So yep. I am actually afraid. This is every day when I do certain things in my workout that are so intense. Mm -hmm. To this day, and I've been training, I'm 38 years old. I've been training since I'm, I don't know, 13, 12 years old. Yeah. I still, to this day, get scared doing certain things like my sprints or my intense hit cardio or, yeah. you know, even like I jump in an ice bath every day. I yep. still am afraid to do it every single day. Every time. I, I just don't understand why people don't, don't, don't hear what I'm saying. And now they need to hear what Anthony's saying. You have to be okay being uncomfortable if you want to get comfortable. And when you put yourself through such challenging, challenging things, whatever it may be, not just fitness, but just in general, things that you don't want to do. Right. When you push yourself, it's only going to make it easier and easier. And the reason I like to do these difficult things on a regular basis is, look, I deal with chaos every day. I, like, you know, we have we have over 450 employees. We're mm -hmm. all over the world. Yeah. There's always issues on a daily basis. Yeah. But I love the chaos and I actually thrive in the chaos. But if I didn't yeah. have the things that I do on a daily basis and my routines that literally I've become like over the years, a sniper's best friend. Like you, you will catch me at the same time, same yeah. day, taking that same step. And I know you're that guy too, Anthony. I know you're that guy. Oh yeah. But, when we get done here, I'm getting a lift in. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. So, so listen to what Anthony's saying. Cause it's, it's really, really powerful stuff. And you're not just hearing it from me and every other high level, high performancing individual out there. You have to get uncomfortable doing difficult things. If you want to make it to the other side yes. and really that comes down to talking to yourself and telling yourself those things. Like, do you wake up in the morning and tell yourself you're great, right? Do you tell yourself you're great? Do you tell yourself that you could do things that no one else is going to ever do? Yeah. The bottom line, right? And I'm sure you're going to agree with this is if you want to have things other people don't have, you have to do things other people won't do. Period. I mean, it's, it's the bottom line of it all. It's, it's, uh, it's the doing hard things. The, the reality is, is you can't avoid pain. I think there's this human desire to avoid pain and we're built that way. Our human bodies are designed to be efficient. We're trying to find efficiency. And that's why we grow muscle when we lift heavy weight. The body wants to be efficient in lifting weight or we get small when we run, right? It's just an efficiency thing. The problem is we let that trickle into our lives. And what you're talking about is in fact, this carryover. There is something unique about the intimacy of getting your body physically tired and applying it to an outside matter, a thoughtful matter, right? What you're talking about. Because as a CEO, nothing good comes to your door. That's, that's the position of what you got. No. And I think what happens is people are trying to, to avoid hard. But the reality is if you push yourself in a workout or in some manner, especially physically, you get to go to the route of having an intimate relationship with hard to where you know it. It's a, it, yeah, you don't like it, but I know it. I know, I know what's going on here. So when hard comes in the form of a phone call or an email or a conversation, I just did hard today. This ain't going to take me down. And you start to have this, this bathing in the discomfort that most people want. Because here's the truth. My brother, he's in the military. And he was talking about the other day about it. He goes, well, honestly, the hard path is the easy path. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, if you think about it, if you choose the easy path, things are just hard later on. You choose the hard path, it gets easy. And so now what people look at you and go, Josh, how do you get that done on a daily basis? You just stayed in it. And now what becomes was hard for you is now your easy but it stays hard for them because they avoid it. Very, very true. So 
you know, look, you know, um, I know you know Joe DeSena. I was just talking to him recently, you know, Spartan. Mm-hmm. Weeks ago, and and he, he's, he's a nut just like us, you know. And, um, yeah, man. you know, we were just like talking at it. He's just, you know, he's crazy. He, I love this story, and I want to share it because it's just an awesome story. He was, he would carry this rock around. You ever tell you about this rock he carries yeah. around? Yeah. You know, and, and, and he, he, uh, something with the story, like he, he was training someone and they were like, an extra was 200 pounds. So he wanted to see what it was like walking around with that weight. Like that's just genius. But pain is the answer to everything. Yeah. And you, you, you really have to dig deep into it and and just, and just, and just get after it. But so, so what does your routine look like? Andy? like, what do you do on a daily basis? What keeps (laughs) you in place? And, and were you keeping that routine during your downtimes? Yeah. I mean, there's times when, to be honest, that right when pandemic hit, no, and I ballooned up to like 250, and now I'm back down to my good like 225. I lost 37 pounds uh, in one 75 hard window like two years ago. I was like, I can't be this fat dude like this. Um, but you know what it is? I think that people they're relying upon uh, the plan being emotion, because what I what my routine looks like now. It's, it's like you said, it's actually a specific routine. I get up at 5.30, I'm downstairs by 5.45, I get my breakfast and I'm going. By six o'clock, I'm doing something work-wise. I, I have a specific way I do my routine. I lift at one o'clock in the afternoon before I get my kids because my my brain is primed in the morning. I work and I love it. I'm focused, flowed, no one's bothering me. My kids get up for an hour, they go off with their mom. One o'clock hits and between that, I'm doing podcasts. I just got done doing a bunch of videos. I, we're here hanging out. I have some things later for some virtual presentations, but that's six to about one o'clock window, man, I kill it. I kill it. Like I get so much, I get more done on a daily basis than people do in a week. And, and it's because of, I'll allude to, allude to what this unique thing is, but it's not special. Then one o'clock I go get my kids and I'm off the clock, man. I legit, I lift my lift from one to one, one to one, or sorry, two, two to two thirty, take a shower, two thirty, I'm out the door, get my kids. I come back home and I'm dad, man. I'm just dad. And I'm not worried about stuff. What I do is a thing that everybody is, they're wishing they could have, but they hear about it and don't grasp the beauty of it. A lot of people are hoping and plan and wishing and, and, and determination. Their plan is an emotion. My plan is I want to make money. I'm going to get up. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to grind. I'm going to grow. No, you're not. You're going to get up and do an hour of work. And then you're going to go, oh, I'm drained. You're going to go watch TV for an hour and then float around and putts around. And the day gets done. You go, I didn't get anything done. You feel guilty every day. Whereas for me, the one thing that we did in football that I've carried over is specific discipline. It's really, I don't have motivation that makes me move. I enjoy the fact that when I get done at one o'clock, if I can look at my day and say, I killed it, I was disciplined, bro, I get, that's where motivation comes from. Just want to complete my discipline tasks because discipline is interesting. It's a word that says disciple to follow plan, plan to follow a plan. Most people have no plan, but hope. So they can't stay disciplined in the first place. And so when you ask what my routine is, my routine is creating a dang routine And then from there, following it. And if I have created in a way that I do it, I have full faith that I'm every day getting things done that are supposed to be done, handling situations, and I can turn it off. I don't want to turn it off. And I'm still ahead of the pack with three kids, with a wife, with two business, like all these things going on. My, My secret sauce is I just know how to plan ridiculously well. And I know how to stay disciplined to it, even when things come at me from like left field. Yep. And I think that's the, that's that's the problem. You know, people think you need to like, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, like Gary V, you know, he's awesome. And, uh, yeah, you know, he always talks about this all the time. And uh, when, 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 you know, when we when I did a, the podcast with him, we, we were talking about this as well. But like people like when you talk like, oh, look, I'm all about the grind. Right. And you got to work hard. You got to grind. But, but yeah. people think like you got to do that, like 
18 hours straight a day. No, you have to be effective in your day. You don't have to, like, if you hear what Anthony just said, he's not working till 12, you know, in the morning, one in the morning, he's getting done what he has to done, what he has to do. And it gets done. And it's about doing that consistently day after day, after day, after Mm -hmm. day, after day. And when you get tired and you think you're going to stop, you don't stop. You keep doing it because the real secret is honestly that it's not a secret. It's just, you just don't quit. Like, you know, the, 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 the thing I like to always say is this too shall pass. That applies to success and that applies to failure True. because when you're high, enjoy it. Cause you're going to go back down. Yeah. And when you're at the downtime, enjoy it. Cause you're going to go back up. Yeah. And it's always going to be like that. Always, always, yeah. and always. I tell people so, success is an amazing sleeping pill. It is people get successful. And they go like, oh, I'm good. I chill out. And that, that's where I think even then discipline is a problem. If you don't have discipline, even with success, the emotion is leading you. And then you feel good and you kick your feet up and you chill out. And three months later, all of a sudden, there's no leads. There's no sales. You're, everybody's finished their programs. and They trickle off. And it's like, where's the money? Spin back up in emotion again. It's like, that's not a way to live. Because the truth is where I may get seven hours on my docket of work to get done, I actually can switch gears immediately. I can go, I, no lie, I just got done filming seven videos for our team that needs to go out to that. Before that, I was doing this, this, uh, this inter, like real stuff that we do. I had two coaching clients. Before that, I had to work on a presentation I'm doing this, this evening at four o'clock, which is a random one. Before that, I'm working on some social research. I do stuff for social media. Now, I can switch gears, bang to bang to bang to bang. So by the time I get to one o'clock, I've got seven focused, dialed hours in. Most people, they'll put that on there. They'll say, here's my seven. They don't have any blocked or organized or structured. So they'll go up for that seven hour day. They might get an hour of work done. Yeah. It might, right? And then what happens is at the end of a year, if you only got like an hour on average and I got seven, I got seven years of progress to year one. Yeah. You can't touch me. And it's, and it's, it's part of it's the plan. Part of it's the ability to stay on task, to say no, to put things in focus mode, to control your damn mind and your brain. These little things are what people are looking for the secret sauce to. And those who are successful trying to keep shaking them and going, stop looking for this magic pill and secrets, get moving and then create efficiency and effectiveness and just don't stop. And then you'll get to the place that's the magical place you're trying to find. 100%, 100%. So, so let's talk about that because I know I'm sure that all tied together with getting to the NFL. So, you know, what, what did that journey look like? Like, I know you were catching footballs every day. You were just nonstop, you know, because again, Consistency, consistency, consistency. So let, let's touch on that a little bit because it's powerful. Well, there's this this uh, window of time between 14 and 15. I was trash at football. Legit was horrible. I played two years. I was checked out. And what happened was I had this moment where this girl, like she'd said something. She was sitting next to me and had no idea I was listening and says to somebody else, well, the reason I'm so bad is because I'm in foster care. And really at face value, it's nothing special. But for me as a foster kid, she had said my excuse for giving up out loud. And it sounded horrible. I was like, damn, I can't be me, man. So I was like, all right, it's the question I asked. It's a powerful question for people to ask. I asked, what does a great football player do? I did not ask, what should I do to be great? Because if I ask what I should do, I'm going to do what I believe is comfortable for me. But if I ask what a great football player does, I'll get an answer. When I compare it to me, I'll go, oof, that's uncomfortable. That's the first thing is asking, what does that, what does that person do? Who are they? What do they identify with? Because if those things are, are things that are, you know, I'm doing, I'd already be there, but I wasn't. So I didn't have that. So then I went back and I found, okay, they do, they, they run routes, they lift weights and all this stuff. And there's where the next piece came in. I now had to do things I'd never done. 
I was going and lifting weights, running routes, doing these drills. And my teammates are pointing, going trucks, but you got butterfingers, man. Why are you out there catching footballs, man? You're slow. Why are you running? You're just weak. Why are you lifting weights? And this happens in life. It's a friend going, why are you posting videos? Why are you trying to start a business? Who are you, right? They want to keep in a box that you know, and you, you want to be accepted. So you stay in the box sometimes. I kept pushing. Next thing I know, the hours upon hours of lifting weights, running routes. In the beginning, it wasn't me. By week seven or month seven, you couldn't tell me anything different. I was a monster inside. And I showed up to the next year and I fought at a level I'd never fought before. Because here's the thing that people do. They fight for what they believe they deserve. If you have done the work in the dark, you believe you deserve high. So you'll fight for that. Because in my, my mind, I had this mentality of, I have now done too much work in the dark for you to take what is mine in the light. I own this. This is my football, my tackle, my play. I'm going to get this. But you cannot feel that if you didn't do the dark work, because again, you'll fight what you believe you deserve. If you've done nothing, you'll fight to stay small. You don't want to get out there and get that thing because someone goes, you didn't earn that. You ain't prepared. You can't handle it. So we don't go after it because we didn't do the dark work. And here's what I realized. It's just daily stacking, man. You stack literally brick by brick. And eventually you find this special thing out. We as humans have this investment bias. If we invest money into something, I want to return or I want that thing I paid for. Well, when you put the work into the dark, the return is self-confidence, self-esteem, pride. And so I realized that the creation process is an investment and the return is a different use. So what you create, creates you. And that's the flow of everything for all of us. It's like when you first started gym, guys, you had an idea, you stepped in. I bet party was like, I know I'm capable, but like, am I the dude? But after you've been in that thing for years and building, like, bro, don't tell me I ain't the dopest. You know what I mean? Like there's this, there's a different pride that comes over you. And that didn't happen because you woke up one day with it. It happens because of the bricks being laid, the little work to where now no one can take that from you. God forbid someone come and say, oh, Josh York, he ain't, he ain't, he don't know what he's doing. He ain't got that. Bro, let's go to work, right? There's a different sense of you'll fight what you know you deserve which is your respect. And so when people are like, what did I do to get to college, the NFL? I just applied that again and again and again. I showed up. I did the dark work brick by brick. And it didn't just get the achievement. I became the guy who would just do it without thinking. That's, that's amazing, man. I really love that. You know, it's, uh, it's like the saying, right? Work hard in silence. Let the success make the noise. Yeah, it's got to be, be a long period of silence, long period. Like people... Long. People, yeah. don't, people don't understand, you know, that everyone thinks it's an overnight success. You know, people don't understand what they, it takes. Yeah. What they, it hear that. they don't dare. They don't lean into it, dude. It sucks. It's, it's really annoying because they so, hear that. But then when they get in front of with the whole aspect of having to work, they can't lean in. Yeah. So let's get to a topic that I, I'm really big on. I know you're going to agree with this. So let's say someone has success, right? Yeah. Someone's successful. Okay. Now, how, how, that, that, that same success, you have two people. You have a successful person who is fit, in shape, looks yeah. great naked, feels yep. confident, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have another person who's successful because, you know, I'm not going to throw out names, but I see a lot of motivational speakers out there yeah, you know, talking about getting stuff done and doing this. Uh, and, yeah, you know, dude. and honestly, you know, and, I, and I'm sorry to sound inappropriate, but they could put a bra on because they can't even handle their chest. And I'm, and I'm talking about a male, right? I'm not talking about yeah. a female. I'm talking about a male. Yeah. Like. I can't trust it. How, how can you. Like, I don't, I just, I, I still can't comprehend that. How can you be someone inspirational and not look good, like, and, and be able to do that? Like, are you going to, are you with me with, what I'm, with my thoughts? I'm with it, man. You're poking a place that most people won't go. And I like it. I like it, man. Cause the truth is, yeah, I run in a world of people who um, they can make money and that's the thing. It's success. But the problem is, is 
you can't go hike a mountain. You know, you can't go hang with people like you're not desirable by other human beings. There is something to having full confidence in your skin because you did hard stuff. And it is, I think the inward experience is, uh, is definitely reflecting the outward expression. I lift five days a week, man. I love doing it. I've, I've, I've lived in the body like I didn't like, and I know that feeling I was still talking and doing, but we have this thing. It's called cognitive dissonance. Yep. It's the fact that in my brain, I have an incongruence. And most people, while they might have some success, let's be honest, they might have some financial success, company success with a crappy body. I promise you, they are falling short of potential if their body is crappy. Thank you. See, There's more they could do, but they can't do it because they're in their body. It may look good. They're I, sharp. I've never brought this up on a podcast. And the reason I'm bringing it up with you is because I just know you're that guy. And it, and it bothers me all the time. Like, Look, I get hit up all the time on top of getting six, 700 emails a day. I get hit up on LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, whatever it is. And people are like, oh, I'm a CEO coach and I do coaching. And yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a, a business partner recently, um, one of my partners, not in my business, but one of our franchise partners, yeah. bring on um, a business coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I started doing some research on this person. Now, the question I normally would ask is, please send me your bank statements. I'd like to see, you know, what's yeah. the bank and what your success looks like. Mm -hmm. There's too many people out there who've actually done nothing. They've never actually accomplished anything. And yeah. they claim they're this like professional and they're yeah. going to help you. Yeah. you. This is why, like, I feel like people need to look at everything. Look at the physique. Look at what they've actually done. Look at their revenue. Do they actually mm -hmm. have a significant amount of revenue? Have they done seven, eight figures, nine figures? You know, mm -hmm. these are things that people don't miss. And this is why I feel like, you know, when it comes to <clears throat> certain things, like, you know, we talked about earlier, like just getting out there and getting out of the holes. I feel like so many people... You know, I, I personally know a story where someone hired this coach. Turns out this coach was in a deep depression, mm. you know, overweight, out of shape, literally couldn't get out of bed, but was making time to like figure out an hour a week to have a call with this person Jeez. when they can't even take care of themselves. Like, yeah. how does that work? Like, how does that work? I, what I mean, it's, it's the same frustration you're saying, because one, it gives our industry, I guess mine, I'm more of a coach in that realm. It gives me a bad name, right? Because then you have to fight off all the past stuff. But it's true, man. And that's why I think a person that's in shape that has the fam, that has a flag, it's got to be transparent. I have to see it. And and a lot of people, they uh, it's always weird. People go, you know, I uh, I want to be a life coach and they just want to get a certification because they're in a corporate job. They hate their life is falling apart. It's like, why are you the person doing it? I, I don't think you should ever teach someone how to run the race unless you've crossed that finish line. hundred percent. And listen, my, 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 friend Andy, my friend Andy uh, Priscilla talks about this all the time and he's yeah. spot on. And we talked about it too. He was on my podcast as well. And he talks about it like, yeah. You know, they run a great group. They do like that Arte group, him and Ed, which is a yep. great group. And then if anyone's interested, you look into it. Um, yeah. But like you're you're taking advice from people who've never done anything when Andy and, and Ed have done like some pretty significant, you know, impact. Yeah. Andy runs yeah. a multi-billion dollar company and yep. Ed's been very successful too. Ed is also a friend and been a guest on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, so like make sure you're paying attention to who you're listening to. That's a very big thing here. And um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it leaves clues. You can find it. That's the thing is, but I don't think people are looking for, you know, what they're looking for is the promise they can, they can lean into. I don't think people are always looking to see if it's the right, because in our world nowadays, people just want the, the solution. Can you give it to me? And they won't even do most of the backlog work. 
it's funny you're saying that because that's that's so true in so many areas. A lot of the clients I, that come to me that like because they have somebody else that did this, and I'm never one to talk negative. I'm just like I'm, I'm gonna do the work, right? You're gonna see me. I've always been to my wife recently. Like you, there's no parts of my life that have windows of gray. I went from high school to on national television in college, national television the NFL to owning a gym in front of the world, right? I had a gym, and then from that to this, I've never not been. So you can't miss the areas where I've I've faltered and struggled and, and also climbed. But a lot of people have those dark pockets of like you don't know what they did between this year and. This year in that window. And, and for me, that is, if you're going to rely upon someone to give your life direction, you have got to know because you can't take those years back. So true, man. It is so true. So true. So true. So before we wrap up, last question I like to always ask Anthony is if, yeah. if you were conducting this interview, what question would you have asked? What question would I have asked me? Oh man, that's a great question, man. And I don't even know. I ask questions on my own podcast for a living. What would I have asked me? Uh, maybe I would have asked for three, four, some steps that someone could do to do X, right? Because that's usually what's great. The podcasts are good. They hear the stories, but it's like a glorified YouTube, in my opinion, sometimes. So I'm like, what if we could give somebody takeaways? So what would be an area? So let's do. Talk about it. Let's go. All right, let's let's go. What would be here? I'm gonna give you a couple steps that I would apply to get my my butt in motion because we're talking about the the activity, right? Yep. And here here's what I would do. Uh, this is really a process that we teach. So I would find out first off what are the things you got to work on, not what you want to work on, what you got to work on. Some of the things that are floating on your brain you need to kick off and put them in three months from now as a reminder to follow back up with. Take off the load. Then take a look what you got in your on your stuff and go. Okay, what are the actual steps to get it done that I can put time to? which means pulling it apart like an accordion, allocating, that's an hour, that's 10 hours, that's five hours, writing a book, starting a podcast, starting a company, whatever it is. And then what you do is you go to your calendar and you say, okay, where's my life? Literally look at my life and go, what am I waking up? What am I eating? What am I working out? Boom. And then I take all the extra space and I go, let me infuse these hours from the projects into my life. And then you spread it across. And then all you do is show up on that day and do the work. So you gotta do. It sounds, it sounds easy and it really is, but it's hard to do a couple of things. One, it's hard to show up every day and be disciplined, which means you have to set the environment, set the tone. Like there's certain things I do to set the environment to get myself in the flow when I don't feel like doing it, but it's the only way I stay disciplined to it. But most people will go, here's the problem. I got, I got all these projects. I'm going to do block time. And they buy a planner and they show up and say, Friday, I'm going to do this. And they show up on Friday. They have no idea how many hours this thing's going to take. So they have the least, the less hours that it needs. And then on top of that, they didn't organize anything else. So they're thinking about everything while thinking about this. If you just do what I said and just start at that level, you'll find that you'll get more done in less time with less stress. And that's the goal. Now you get momentum, you feel good, you get more optimized. So like that was the thing. If I could give you guys some tools, man, find the projects, get rid of as many as you can, deconstruct them, put your life into a planner or some organized place, infuse those into your life and then get to movement. The more you get things done, the better things come out. Yep. You know, and it's something I want to just add to that, which I think is really so simple, yet I know so many people will never do it. Why don't you just try writing down your goals? Yes, once big, right? One, once a day, once yeah. a day. And I want you to do it though, Yeah. right before you go to bed. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's going to be that night where you're going to say, oh, that's all right. I'll skip it. I'll do it tomorrow, you know, because I'm tired. I just want to get to bed. No, you never skip a day. And I'm telling you this because it's actually something I do. I've been doing it since I'm 18 years old. And I write 10 things down. I have 
taken out and added new things over the years. I have notebooks filled with pages of the same goals. Mm. And every time I accomplish one, I've just accomplished two more, which is super exciting. Yeah. I'm putting two new ones in and I focus on those and you keep stacking up those little wins, those little wins. You could have some really, you know, huge BHAGs on there, right? Big, hairy, audacious goals. You can have those on there as well. And maybe you keep those at the top, but the other ones you start chipping away at. I'll bet my life on it. And oh, maybe you could prove me wrong, everybody who's listening. You're not going to be able to do it every single day. You will not be able to do it. And, and that's where you know you will never make it to the other side. And I'm not saying this to, to, to sound and come across the wrong way. Like I'm just, I'm trying to give you some tough love to motivate you to do it because it's something so simple. Like, Anthony, how simple is that to write 10 things down on a notebook every night? It's simple, man. But the cool thing is actually scientific like for your brain. It actually does keep it top of mind. It's subconscious. So the little daily micro actions and micro decisions, they'll be in line with what you've been paying attention to. But most people, you're right. They Listen, won't. I'm, I'm so obsessed with manifestation. I have my goals right here on my phone. I love it. Okay. Those are my 10 goals that I put on there. I stare at them every day. I'm, I am, I am, I am, I have a superpower, man. I don't care what anyone's got to say. I could make anything come true. I have made, I dig it. I have made, the, the biggest, craziest goals that I've set for myself that people have laughed in my face, I have made come true. And yeah. I will continue to do that just like you will. And I hope everyone is really listening to this episode. This is definitely a really powerful one. I want to thank you again, Anthony, so much for yeah, coming on the show. You know, where can people find you? Where can they find out more about your coaching? If they want to hire you, please, yeah. you know, please, please let them know. Yeah, man. Best place to go is anthonytrucks.com. Straightforward. You see the coaching programs. We have different stuff that, that teaches uh, people how to do what I call is hustle harmony. It's all this stuff and doing it in balance and harmony. Pretty much doing what I did. If your life's all funky, I teach you how to be able to create these processes, do everything we're talking about and put it into real life and flow. So you have this different skill of making, like you're talking about, you have a skill set. That's your superpower. I had the same. It's a skill we developed. Over time, we got better and better. Now it's just, it's a power that we can't, I can't turn off, right? So that's the goal. And then outside of that, man, Instagram, at Anthony Trucks on Instagram. I post stuff, great stuff, you know, the whole cool, fun stuff over there. Yep, Anthony's stuff is fantastic. He's, he's a great human being. And uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. Okay. Remember, until next time, fuel your drive. Take care. Legend.